Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to You Slammed, a Boston Celtics podcast covering the Celtics and the NBA at large. I'm Megan Adelini from WEI, joined by Esteban Bustillo and of GBH, of course, and Justin Turpin of WEI. Okay, right before we started recording, I just want to dive into this from the jump. Justin, you just went ice fishing. Derry, that's how you spent your NBA All-Star break. Yep, that's exactly how I spent my NBA All-Star break. Just did some ice fishing with some buddies up in New Hampshire. It was, it was awesome. Okay, so did you have like one of those little huts that's set up on the ice? No, we didn't do all that. We didn't do all the huts and stuff. We just had chairs around the hole. That's all we did. And how long does an ice fishing adventure last for you and your friends? We did it all day. We were out there all day long. It was freezing, especially because like mid through it started to actually snow. So it was mm-hmm. freezing, but it, it was so worth it. We you know, caught a couple pickerel, nothing crazy, but it, it was still fun. You so you actually caught stuff. Yeah, we did. We caught three fish, yeah, which was way more than I thought we were gonna catch. I didn't think we I didn't think we were gonna catch anything, to be honest with you. I thought we were just did you toss them back or did you make a meal? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. oh no, no, no. We we toss them. Catch and release, always catch and release. Yeah. I, this, this is wonderful. I will say, uh, the, I am not much of a fisher. Uh, uh, the only, the last time I went was actually after game seven of the 2013 NBA finals when the Spurs lost to the heat and me, my future brother-in-law and one of my best friends from high school, we were just like, well, we're all sad. So we're just gonna go fishing at like one thirty in the morning. So fishing, fishing has, uh, has some some mixed emotions for me. It was sad night fishing. Sad night fishing. Uh, okay, but a good memory, uh, despite despite the circumstances. Would not do would not do ice fishing. Uh, I'm not I'm not built like that. I'm sorry, Terb. That that sounds wonderful. I had so I many layers it. on. It was it was it was still cold because we were out there for <laughs> yeah. so long. For the first for the first while, I was all right, and then it was like, wow, it's getting really cold because there was literally a snowstorm that came in like right in the middle of it just like yeah. started like really coming down and snow. I was like, all right, this is awesome until it went away and now you're wet and then you're even more cold. So it was still fun though. I, I know we got to get into me, it, but do, do you cut the ice? You think of like Fargo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We cut the ice. It was like seven inches of ice too. So it was like tough to get in there. Like it Jeez, was, it, we did have like a little, little makeshift auger that we used. We didn't have one of those electric ones. There was some guy on the other side and you could hear it like kind of sound like a lawnmower kind of like running, ripping through the ice. I was like, I might have to go ask him if we can use his because this little makeshift one's taking like 10 minutes to make a singular yeah. hole, but it was worth it. I like and it. this is something you've done a lot. 
No, that was my first time. I so I do a oh, ton okay, of fishing, okay. but that was my first time doing ice fishing. So going in, I didn't think we were going to catch anything. I thought we were just going to be sitting out in the cold and it was going to be a big waste of time. But we well, we got three fish, so it worked out. So when I think of fishing, I have also mixed memories, Esteban, because before my little brother was born, we my family went to the Outer Banks in North Carolina every summer. And my dad would insist on taking me deep sea fishing where you go out deep in the ocean on a big boat and right. fish out there. And I got so seasick every time. <laughs> I think I went like three or four years and you have to wake up at the crack of dawn to go out. And it was just yeah. awful. It was like I, the worst. I'd always just end up, you know, laying down on a bench with <laughs> Gatorade or something on the deck. It was so bad. That's so, a whole different I don't, animal. Yeah, that I'd like to do like fishing, fly fishing though. That's fun. That it's difficult, but it's a it's 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 fun. But like deep sea fishing, I did it in the summer. Literally everybody on the boat was laying down or belly over the boat throwing up. It was crazy. Yeah. I did it in Putacana. It was I've never seen anything like it. I was like, I even I felt it for a little bit. I was like, wow, I'm gonna like throw up. I was like, it was totally different. It was it was interesting. Yeah, for a long time I was like, I can't do boats because I always just thought of getting that deep sea bit like fishing sick turns out everybody gets sick deep sea fishing so i like it i like it. are any of the celtics into fishing do we know that it seems like for zingus that's something he would do yeah i, I could see who else would be like Hauser. Reason, back in the day i could see like grant being a fisherman but of course oh, yeah, now he's He's away, so we don't I'm trying speak to think his back name. to like the bubble when they were all trying to catch fish on the dock and like they could <laughs> barely handle them and they all were like flopping back in the water. But yeah. I don't remember any Celtics particularly. Like, I remember, I feel ben like Jalen, yeah, Jalen oh, yeah. would be like philosophically opposed to fishing. I could, I could see him do it as like a meditative practice, actually. Oh, I could just see that. throw it back. Yeah, well, let's get that get to basketball. Because Celtics <laughs> got back to basketball last night um, against the Bulls. Not a lot of takeaways for me from that game. I think what is more interesting is the media car wash that Jason Tatum went through this week, uh, basically on the back end of All-Star break after the All-Star game. He had this big interview that he had with Malika Andrews. And um, in it, he talked a lot about some lingering biases that he feels he might be suffering from in the 2022 finals, his performance there, and also some of the accomplishments that he had um, just in his young career up to 25 now. And so I want to start here um, because obviously a big part of this is this conversation as to whether Jason Tatum can be the next face of the league after LeBron. That's something that's been out there a lot this week. Jason Tatum's standings in the MVP race and also whether, you know, it's championship or bust for him this season, his seventh season in the NBA. Um, I'll start with, do you guys feel like there is some kind of lingering bias towards Tatum because he hasn't been the greatest in some of these recent big spots, whether it's uh, game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals last year when he rolled his ankle early in the game and was injured and ended up, you know, his team losing that game to the Heat or whether, of course, it was that 2022 performance when he had a quasi-collapse no-show in the finals against the Warriors. Yeah, is all this stemming, it, correct me if I'm wrong, is all this stemming from 
one of the shows at at All Star? Was was this where the, the sort of the latest discussion came up? I think it really took off when Stephen A. endorsed it. I think he put it on his like A list thing, and then people kind of started actually talking about it. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, always, uh, always instigating something. It seems uh, around those parts. Um, I mean, he. We're gonna get into the sound. I know later. Um, but he, he did mention like it's it's kind of difficult to at least in his eyes to be judging him on stuff that happened last year two years ago i mean if we're talking about right now if we're talking about the mvp race that part shouldn't be relevant um if we're talking about like whoever takes the face of the league next i mean you probably need to have a championship to to do that first uh and you know it's it, it lebron steph KD, I would all say, are, are sort of around that current face of the league. And now you have Giannis, Jokic. So if, I think if he wants to go up to that next level, I would say, uh, yeah, to, to your question, it's championship or or bust. It, it is difficult, though, when um, yeah, when, when you have that that narrative. A narrative I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, I don't necessarily think like last year or even the year before was his fault quote unquote there was a lot that went into those those two losses definitely i think the championship part is the most interesting to me because i know there's a lot of people who follow the celtics fans or media who look at it and go oh my god you guys talk about being in the eastern conference finals <laughs> like it's something that you should hang banners about. That was always the knock before they got to the 2022 finals. Now it's you got to get back, get over that next hump, win a championship, because I think the expectations for this group are it's not just one championship. It, you should have more than one with how much you're about to spend on Jason and Jalen and what you've put around them. I would I don't know if you guys agree. I think that that's what the expectations are. Start with one championship is kind of 100%. the feeling. For Tatum individually, I, I went through and I, you know, I'm not the first person who's done this exercise, but I do think it in this era of the NBA, it's helpful. So you look at some of Tatum's peers in terms of guys who would be faces of the league after LeBron retires. Uh, Giannis, he got his first championship in year seven. He was 27 years old. Um, he got his first MVP in his league year six when he's 26. Jokic, obviously, first championship in his eighth year in the league. He was also 27, his first MVP in league year six. If you look back, what I think, especially for a certain kind of Celtics fan, like an older generation, what frustrates them with Tatum is trying to compare it to someone like Bird or Magic, who are winning championships in their first two years in the league and then back there all the time. I, I feel like that's not really comparable. I, I even look at like Jordan not winning until his seventh year yeah, and, he was 28. and being in his really, we're talking about this NBA prime again, Jordan's a different era, I believe of the NBA, but this prime, I believe think for this modern era is really between 26 and 32. Like that's when you should be getting the bulk of your work done. And that that's what made Kobe so interesting is that he had this very early era with Shaq where he has his championship first in year four. And then his much later years where all of a sudden he has this Brady, like Tom Brady, like burst right. of his championships then. 
So, and he didn't get an MVP, I think, until uh, league year 12. And so I look at Tatum and I go, he's in his window for sure right now. The Celtics overall are without a doubt in a window right now. Tatum's in a in his real window. And if anything, you could say, okay, league year seven, that's about where his contemporaries are. He's slightly ahead of schedule in terms of what his playing prime should be if he stays healthy. So maybe we can all like, Take a breath. He should get it this year. He should get his first championship. But for him individually, I think he's just about right on schedule. Because he's 25, right? He's He'll yeah. be 26 next month. Next month. Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah. The, all, all these points you, you made are fair. And, you know, you, you, when you look at, like, championships, so much of it is context around now, like, who your team is, how the rest of the league is. Uh, so we, and we, we, we want to make simple narratives out of these complicated you know, structures that these players have to go through to get to uh, to get to this highest level of of, of winning championships in the NBA. Um, and I, I think, you know, that obviously a lot of this is, is centered around the MVP conversation. Um, that's that's right now. It's it's just I think it's a difficult award to win when you have uh, especially this year uh, you have so many really talented players Uh, I think he's currently fifth in uh, in the rankings do do y'all feel like that's where Tatum should be or should he be higher than that so first I want to play two pieces of sound because the first one is Tatum essentially talking about his MVP position and maybe what he's getting criticized for which we talked about a lot is the 2022 finals bias And then last night after the Bulls, the victory over the Bulls in Chicago, he was asked about that again, and he kind of clarified where he's coming from. I felt that, that, um, you know, why hasn't he won? You know, Mm -hmm. his window has closed. Mm -hmm. And it's it's tough when you have success early, right? Because I've been to the finals once. I've been to the conference finals four times. So it just seems like, you know, he should have done this, done that. Um, and I was just doing those things at a really young age. Yeah. Um, now I've had some really good teams, and I've been a part of some really special runs. Uh, but I truly do believe my time is coming, and it's going to be well worth it. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that the last couple of days. Uh, and, you know, those guys are putting up ridiculous numbers every night uh, and doing a lot for their team. Uh, you know, I have no problem with those guys being the leaders of, you know, the MVP race. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't saying that, you know, I needed to be first. Uh, I just had a problem with, you know, some people on TV saying that, you know, the reason why I, I won't win this year is because of something that happened two years ago. Uh, that was my only disconnect. Uh, there's a lot of talented guys in this league right now. It's a lot of guys doing great things. Uh, you know, I... I I won't have the points per game that, you know, the other three, four guys will. But I think, you know, the voters are smart enough to understand the dynamic of our team, you know, essentially having to do less, you know, scoring maybe on certain nights, uh, but still impact the game in a lot of ways to, uh, you know, kind of ensure that we win every single night that we're in, you know, first place, that we're trying to be the best team that everybody on my on the team feels valued, right? That is, it's not just about me, because uh, you know I'm going to need everybody. 
you know, down this stretch. Um, you know, we're going to need each other for what we're trying to do, um, you know, to try to win a championship. So, look, I just don't think that it's Tatum's year for MVP, and I think that's okay. Again, it's unusual because if you look through uh, the faces of the league, I keep putting this in quotations because that's what people are using the phrase of, but when you look through these stars, a lot of them win the MVP before they win the championship, but that's not the way it has to go. And I think Tatum will be penalized in this competition for three things. Two of them are related, which one of them is, okay, his stats are going to be lower than somebody like SGA. Uh, his stats are going to be lower than a lot of guys who are up there with the um, exception of if Kawhi gets back into that top five when we're talking about the MVP ladder. And the other thing is just he's he's part of the best starting five in the entire league. And, you know, I don't think he's complaining about that. Uh, the final thing is, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, is like the guys who are in contention for MVP are putting up the most ridiculous single game stats where you have games in the 60s in terms of points. You have a 70 point game. I don't see that for Tatum this year. We've seen him put up 50 plus multiple times, even in the playoffs. I just, I don't think that should really matter to him. I think it's interesting when he talks about MVP doesn't consider like the idea of the sacrifice that some of these players have to do. He's taking on a different role this year. He's definitely picking his spots. You saw it even last night in the third quarter, he explodes all of a sudden with 15 points at one point in there. Um, so I, I, it's all to say, I just don't think it's this year. It's this year for him. And I think that's okay. Like this is the role that he's supposed to play on. Hopefully a championship team. Yeah. Uh, to that point, Terp, how do you think of the MVP? Because I know there's a debate of rather it should, if it should be the best player or the player who does the most for, for their team. So how, how do y'all think of it? I look at it as like if it's the best player on the best team should be getting more consideration. But the thing is, like these voters all have different opinions, and that's why there's always going to be different votes. That's why you never really see unanimous MVPs. And when you look at it, like, yes, his stats are down, but they're not necessarily down. Like they're they're nothing crazy, like less than anyone else. Like 27, 8, and 4 is still pretty good, especially when you consider, you know, what he's working with and the talent, like that sacrifice. These guys aren't robots. Like, I think they take into account like this is a loaded team. And Tatum has to kind of take a lesser role. And he's done that. And he's doing a great job as a leader as well. So the way I look at it is like, there's never going to be clarity. Like, that's the thing is because all these different people have different perspectives. So that's going to always be the tricky part. But I do think, in my opinion, the best player on the best team should warrant more consideration. Yeah, Megan, uh, how do you how do you sort of think of the 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 calculus of, of how you how you consider MVP? So I think it should be a season award. And I think that's part of when you listen to Tatum, what his issue is that he feels like he's being penalized for something from two years ago. I don't really feel that way. Again, I think he's just addressing something that got him pissed off that he saw on TV. Kind of surprised he even saw it. <laughs> I guess, you know, it was over all-star break. So he has some extra time. I, I, I think like the thing that bothers me more than anything with the MVP race is the idea of voter fatigue and we need to show some variation year to year. Like it's such, I'm sorry, it's such crap that Jokic didn't win it last year. 
when he was so clearly the best player yeah. in the entire league to the point where, you know, it's in the finals and you're going like nobody does what this guy does. And that's not to knock Embiid, but it it feels like what Embiid did last year was the opposite of what Tatum is doing this year in terms of trying to just have an MVP season. I'm not saying that's all he was doing, but it felt like in even in the moment, not just in hindsight, that that was what his goal was, the primary goal last season. And also, that of course, that helps his team win a lot of games. Best yeah. player on the best team, I don't, I don't think it should be any single criteria. If it's best player on the best team, then of course it's Tatum. And then we should be sitting here at the end of the regular season with two weeks left and Tatum should be far and away the way that the Celtics are far and away in terms of other above other teams in the league. I think it's, there's a good argument for what SGA is doing and just yeah. having that consistent performance night in and night out and how he's really changing the conversation around that team. If you're somebody who follows the league overall, there's all these different considerations. I still don't think that like any one thing just because Tatum's best guy on the best team is that is that enough for him to be crowned MVP this year? No, because yeah. like and I always say it like this. If, if Tatum, heaven forbid, went down, do the Celtics still win a round? Are, are you saying do they or are you saying they do will? they? Yeah. Oh, I think they can win a round. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, that's that's I think yeah, so I too. So like if you go through the whole exercise, if SGA goes down, does OKC win around? Probably not. Right. If if Jokic goes down, does Denver win around? Probably not. Right. Like this is this is kind of what I think about when I think about who what your value to your team is. It's not to take away from Tatum, it's just there's so much around him. It's such a powerhouse starting five. It's not just about narratives. I just don't think it's the year. Yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting. This this kind of feels like it feels similar to the uh, to the WNBA All Star vote last year, where you had three major stars with uh, with with uh, Asia Wilson. Uh, you had Brianna Stewart and Alyssa Thomas, and they all had very the interesting, unique cases why they should be MVPs. And I think you could do similar for pretty much anybody in this race right now. Everybody has a unique case. Um, and I think you just kind of have to to parse it out. I I sort of lean towards SGA, maybe even Luca, just based on like everything they're doing for their teams and making them contenders. Um, but that's uh, yeah, that's 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 just really going to vary on on who you are. Yeah, and I don't think the like the best player on the best team is an end all be all, but I do think like his stats are like still pretty good. Like there's nothing to scoff at there, and I think like that does just warrant a little bit more consideration and looking forward if Tatum is going to like make this MVP push right now like the momentum's hot like if he wants to continue it now's the time to do it when they're about to go on a streak of seven consecutive national TV games eight of their next 10 like he's going to have the national spotlight to really push this agenda when people are really starting to buy into it so if he's going to kind of close the gap and make things a little bit more interesting this is the time to do it and uh last night I thought like he was good in the third quarter, but like if he plays like he did in the first half over these games, it's it's just gonna plummet. 